When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. You do just what you want. You're the one I trust. I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode 107. The show is available live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, also your home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So uh, please do give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, of course, if you want to keep it football, you can follow the football show at at AC Footy Show on all social media. And uh, of course, you can get the audio versions of all the various uh, shows and series at your favourite radio and podcast platform. Uh, just as we wait for the various platforms and chat rooms to fill up, uh, big thank you to Black Diamond Sports as ever uh, for all their support around the show. Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, visit their social media pages and indeed their website, uh, the links for which are in the description below and in the closing credits at the end of the show. Today's sponsor is uh, Bespoke Financial and Dan Ralston. Uh, Dan Ralston is giving a free will away worth £140 with any new policy which is taken out. So uh, check out this amazing offer, give them a call, see if there's anything there for you. Uh, he's looked after Andy for, for years with their various policies, including the critical illness and the injury cover. But they do all sorts of different um, different uh, programmes and covers, which uh, could possibly help you out. Uh, and if you do give them a ring, don't forget to say that we sent you. They are truly top of their field and they provide award-winning service. Uh, We'll hear a little bit more from them. We'll have a little video from them in just a bit. But uh, with no further ado, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in the co-host with the most because we got lots to talk about, and I I gotta get him in here before I start swearing. So um, ex Cardiff City and middle striker David Jones's favourite son. Mr. Andy Campbell, how are you, mate? Good evening. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, surreal week in football terms. Um, I know we're going to dig deep and, uh, and really get into the weeds of uh, what's what's gone on. But yeah, another another fascinating week in the Championship. No more than most this week with what's gone on with Cardiff City, uh, etc. But I'd start there. But I've just read uh, something in the in the group chat there that uh, that kids had a had a had a baby boy this week. So congratulations. I hope uh, baby AC or baby Sai. Yeah, indeed. You know what I mean? Which one's who's he, who's he, who's he named after? Which one? That's it, mate, isn't it? You know, so maybe let's see. both. Maybe both. <laughs> I'll take a middle name. I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. Yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah, not picky. Not picky. But congrats. You know what I mean? Because uh, kids always a um, a follower on social media on the show. So it's uh, it's uh, got to keep the got to keep the ladies sweet as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I um. Yeah, I was in such a good mood yesterday. I was all happy, and I was like, "Oh yes, this is going to be something fresh." Cardiff might, uh, you know, might just be an enjoyable end to the season. But uh, yeah, there we go. We'll get into that a bit later. Because uh, I'm glad, though, mate, that all that kind of dropped this morning, and not at about five o'clock this evening, because this morning I was fuming. I was fuming. It's not like me. I don't. I'm quite quiet on social media generally, apart from podcast stuff. And I was talking to a few people. I, I was just, I was just astonished, mate, at the uh, the ineptitude of it all. But there we go. Mm. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll I, I know. I know how quite. I, I know quite. You're on social media. My phone this afternoon, last morning, was just ping, 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 and I was just. It was, it was just. I was chuckling. I was chuckling because. Uh, Obviously, the great device of an Apple Watch. It was just, it's just, I just constantly just popping up and watching every five, every five seconds. I'm just looking at me. I was just, I'm just, I had to go giggle at myself this morning. It was great. It's great. Not happy, not happy at all. But then we'll get into that a bit. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of jump straight into uh, to the team by team instead of doing any other business, and uh, and then we're going to give it a good talk about the uh, last segment of the show. But um, what I will just wanted to say very quickly is uh, I wanted to just give a little shout out to Jordan Ibe, uh, who's kind of come out in the last day or two, or might have even been today, uh, that he's struggling with depression, he's struggling uh, with his mental health. And it's, uh, it's a hard, it's a hard uh, I think it's hard for footballers to come out and say it publicly, particularly current footballers, because they just literally get, oh, well, if it's hard for you, Imagine what it's like for Joe Bloggs on the street. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a swear word, side. This is the, this is the yeah. issue, and players struggle um, more with the fact that they can't come out with stuff because of the of the barrage of abuse they're going to get for doing it. You know what I mean? So you can't do it, and if you do do it, you're wrong for doing it. So it's 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 the it's the catch. It's the caught between the rock and a hard place, and and that's why I really feel sorry for people. You know what I mean about about people footballers. I'm talking about who want to come out with gear, who want to come out with, with with personal problems because yes, they're no different to anybody else because everybody is allowed to have problems. If that's mental health problems, and physical problems, um, addiction problems. You know what I mean that that they're no different to anybody else, but. Cost a high profile and people have an opinion on them. That's why they don't come out. And when they do come out, sometimes they get a little bit more stick for coming out. And I don't like that. You know what I mean? Because they've they've been brave to come out. So when they come out, it's 
like you've just done, it's about sometimes more to, to say well done and then to get the help that they need because, you know what I mean, it doesn't go away. These these problems don't just go away overnight. And um, You know I mean? You've got, you were talking about a young lad here in terms football terms, a young lad who left a massive football club. He signed for big money to a side who I thought he was going to go on to bigger and better things. It didn't happen. And his football career hasn't really took off the way that I, I expected it to because I've seen him play. I thought he was a a really promising young player and he hasn't developed or progressed in the way that probably everyone thought he would have, would have done from Liverpool. Um, and that must be tough. must be tough for himself. It must be tough for his family. It must be tough for his friends, his, 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 his teammates and stuff. But football is that cutthroat at the minute that there's that many people who want to take your place and fight for your um, for your glory. So it's, uh, it's sometimes it's every man for themselves, unfortunately. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, I was just Looking at some of the comments there, sorry mate. Um, it's going to be an interesting show today, gotta say. Um, yeah, he had um, he had uh, some rehab and stuff for, to improve his mental health when he was at uh, Bournemouth as well. Yeah. So I think, like I said, as his depression by nature is a reoccurring thing. Hopefully, like he can, um, you know, get the help. And he seems, from what he said, it seems like he's getting a lot of support from the football club and. From his friends and family, it's just um, I think it's probably harder as well at the moment, I think just because of the pandemic and stuff, isn't it? Like, yeah, I get that they're able to go and play football and stuff, but they're also confined to their hotel rooms when they do away trips. Literally, not allowed out of the room other than when they play football. Mm. So whilst people sort of say, "Oh, you know, they they've got houses with pools and blah 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 blah," like not all of them have, and yeah. also when they are on away trips. If you have a few away games in a row, you are literally confined to your room. Oh, listen, Sai. Si, some some away trips can be so boring; it's unbelievable. It's it's you're relying so much on your roommate to get you through stuff for the night, for the day. The the bus journey would be good, and if you're not picking up decent results, the bus journey back's horrific. And if you're going back to Bournemouth or going back to uh, uh, Carlisle or Torquay or somewhere where's miles away from where you're playing, it's it's a, it's horrendous. Yeah, it's problematic, mate, today, right? But well, uh, let's. Um, I just wanted to make mention of that, mate, very quickly, um, because I, uh, you know, like to talk about mental health, mate. As uh, as we go, so we're gonna, as we, as usual, we're gonna start at the bottom and work our way up, um, which means we're also gonna get to Cardiff City and the teams quite quickly, because they're hurtling down towards the bottom of the league. Um, but uh, we start with Wickham Wanderers. Oh, we haven't had any games, have we, for, for certain clubs? So Wickham Wanderers didn't have any games. Sheffield Wednesday didn't have any games because um, I'm guessing COVID. I'm guessing there's no other reason for it. I didn't really see many uh, many things. So I didn't play Saturday, didn't play midweek. Um, uh, so they're, that's they're obviously have helped them, mate. Uh, not for Wickham, no, because they had a really good result in the FA Cup against Preston. So I think they really wanted to go and play. So it's, it must be COVID related, but it doesn't mean it's them. It might be the other teams they were playing. But for me. I think they're on a decent, decent bit of form, Wickham and Sheffield Wednesday as well. Since the, since Tony Pulis left, so I think both teams it, it potentially might have a negative effect, which is a which is a real bad thing. But then you yeah, look at so Rotherham, Rotherham's obviously the next team we're going to talk about. They had an amazing week. Um, they beat beat Derby and then should have beat Stoke City as well. So you know what I mean. If it wasn't for um, wasn't for Stoke equalising towards the end of a three-all draw, you know what I mean. Rotherham have had a fantastic week and four points mm. still keeps them in the bottom three. So it's it just shows how tight this division is and. Um, probably anybody up to probably 12th in the league could be sucked into this very quickly. 
Yeah, and the other thing as well, mate, is with that is it gives Rotherham four points over Wickham mm. because Wickham haven't played, which it doesn't sound like a lot, but it just just it does make a difference because it's it's, it's points which have either got to be made up one way or the other. Um, shout out to Joe Jacobson as well, by the way. Yeah, his his uh, his partner did a did an interview on BBC of what it's like to live with a footballer in. Uh, in lockdown, which I thought was quite cool. It's nice to see Joe getting a bit of attention. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned Sheffield Wednesday. They Do they play at all? No, they didn't play they either. Did, no. They didn't just... Uh, no. I think they haven't been doing too well, mate. Anyway, Rotherham, that was the one I was thinking of. Four points. Yeah, Rotherham, yeah, they beat Derby and then they drew with, drew with the, uh, Stoke City Stoke. through the week. So they've had a fantastic week, but they're still in the same position they are. So they need, they need weeks like this. They need more weeks like this to to get out of the trouble that they're in, but you can't ask for any more than four points from two very tough very tough fixtures, so fair play to them. Yeah, I think if it's not for Nick Powell, mate, uh, they you know, they would have got they'd have beaten Stoke. In, in all fairness, Nick Powell mm. had a very good game, scored uh, I think he set up one and scored one. We've talked about Nick Powell before, but um I feel for Rotherham because that would have been a massive uh, six points for him, wouldn't it? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's a it's a big one for both teams. Also, you know, it just shows the the importance of every game. So important because there's points for there's points at stake and points make prizes and points keep you up. Points get you promoted. Points get you in the playoffs. You know, what I mean, points are so important. You know, what I mean, forget about forget about how you want your team to play. You know, what I mean, forget about all this passing football and all this attacking football. It's about winning, getting winning and getting points on the board. And you know what I mean. And some teams do it better than others. Spot on, mate. Uh, next up, Derby County with their full-time manager Wayne Rooney. Yeah, so started off with a, with a defeat, uh, first defeat in a long time uh, against Rotherham, obviously. Uh, but then the midweek they're going to beat Bournemouth, which is a fantastic result. So, you know, I mean, I probably expected them to lose the second game or, or not win the second game. But fair play, you know, I mean, kept another clean sheet. He's um, getting good at this. Um, obviously, still the issue with, uh, with 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 the club under financial restraints and and things. Obviously, the, the players didn't get paid apparently. Still making but, signings, though, mate. Yeah, so it's difficult, isn't it? That, yeah, mate. it's 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 difficult, though, isn't it? You know what I mean? Because um, bringing in players doesn't really, unless they're spending money. You know what I mean? It's 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 a hard one. But for me, it's they've got to keep building the squad. They've got to be uh, they've got to be doing it. You know, they've got to they've got to keep. If they're not careful, they're going to get dragged into the into the mire, so to speak. And uh, if Derby Derby go down, it could be absolutely disastrous for them. Indeed, James just cheered me up. He just reminded me. <laughs> Going to pieces, isn't they? Yeah. It's a false, it's a false position, though, in it for. Um, okay. Next up, Nottingham Forest. Um, Forest had a great, great victory against Millwall at the weekend, uh, and they followed it up with uh, a game against Middlesbrough, and they were absolutely dire, absolutely dire against Middlesbrough. I thought they were, they were lacking quality, lacking ideas, lacked a bit of fight for me, um, and um, and it just it. I was worried for them, you know, because they're coming off a victory. You know, I, mean, I expected six points out of six. They get they get a bit of confidence. They're flying up the table, and um, and yeah, you know, I mean, Chris Hutton is doing a doing a decent job because changing confidence, changing the mindset of of what happened last season. But you know, I mean, when when the when they turn in the performance like they did against Middlesbrough, was, must be quite quite alarming and quite worrying for for the manager. Well, yeah, they um, they're trying to they're trying to Chris Hutton's trying to change. Several aspects around the club, and he whether it's the way they're playing football, the way they're moving the ball, the way the players approach games, it takes a bit of time. But 
that's why the manager's there, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally agree. To change things. Um, next step, Birmingham City. Uh, Birmingham turned Middlesbrough over um, on Saturday, Saturday morning. I thought they were. I thought Aitor was absolutely spot on with his tactics. He yes. came with a game plan. He finished with a game plan, executed it immensely. Clean sheet, performance, attacking, breaking away. Middlesbrough lacked ideas. Middlesbrough lacked a bit of creativity, and um, and then he he, he plays midweek against um, against Preston North End and gets caught on a sucker punch with uh, with the way that Preston broke away with um, Scott Sinclair. Obviously, scored a very good goal, but mm. I think um, I think I all be frustrated with uh, with his consistency of his players. You know what I mean? They're, they're pulling a really good performance, like we just spoke about there with Chris Hewton and Nottingham Forest. But you can't follow up with the second one. If you want to do well, it's a second game, third game, fourth game, which is which is going to bring you points, consistency, and and levels of performance. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, yeah, with Ita Karanka, I was all set. He was. I had penciled him in for my ups because I was so impressed with his tactics on the Saturday, and then they went and just imploded. Mm. A couple, was it Middlesbrough? No, it wasn't. Was it? Um, a couple of days later. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was two very uh, yeah, Preston, Middlesbrough, and then Preston. I was right. Um, I had penciled him in as uh, an up, and I don't feel I can give it to him because they were two very different performances. But tactically against Middlesbrough, I thought he was. Uh, thought he got the team spot on, uh, and he was under pressure, mate, which was one of the reasons I was going to give it to him. Yeah, because that's sometimes it's not always easy to fiddle with the tactics a mm. little bit if you're Every, under pressure. Everything side. Everything on Saturday. Everything on Saturday. He'll have probably been going into that Middlesbrough game worrying. He's going back to his old stomping ground. He's 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 needing results. You know, I mean, Middlesbrough are there flying with confidence, and 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 he just executed everything just immensely and perfectly. So you know, I mean, fair play to him. Indeed, 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 mate. Um, okay, next up, Coventry City. Didn't play again. Didn't didn't play either. Didn't, didn't play, play over did the. They, no. I thought they played once. Oh, my mistake. No. What's supposed to go? Did anyone play? You know. Um, uh, the follow. Uh, uh, the next team played. Obviously, Q, obviously QPR played. Uh, they didn't play at the weekend, but obviously they played in midweek. In the week, yeah, that's. They played in the week, yeah, they played in the week and they beat uh, the big Cardiff City, obviously with a, um, with mm. what I can only describe as a is a very very good performance. You know that well, that we spoke we spoke on here about um, um, the inconsistency of QPR, but when they get it right, they get it right in the attack with numbers, the breakaway, they've got pace. Um, and um, and they've always been, they've always had loads of centre forwards, loads of attacking player wingers, attacking midfielders, centre forwards, in abundance, and, and and they're very exciting to watch. Yes, they let goals in normally, um, not against Cardiff, um, but uh, you know what I mean. They kept a clean sheet, um, they scored a winning goal, and for me, they probably deserved the game overall. I thought they were the better yeah, side. Yes, Cardiff City towards the end. Um, hammered them a little bit and peppered toward the goal, and probably were unlucky not to score. But you know I mean? for me, they deserved it and deserved the three points. Yeah, I thought QPR were very good actually, um, and it's well, they're one of those teams where if they get it right defensively, they they you know they look like they could do something in the league, but they just never seem to be able to put like they've put two two wins together now in a row. Um, it'll be interesting to see now what the next result is. I'm yeah, totally agree. It'll be, I'm guessing they'll go and lose three 0 Yeah, well, they don't draw. They don't draw, so they either win or lose. So it's, yeah, they're, mm. they're they're going to the next game confident, but then the, yeah, they, they seem to do that. And they're very inconsistent. Why do you think that is though? The inconsistency? Do you, is it a managerial <sighs> thing? Is it a player thing? Is it the coaching um, tactics? 
I'd probably think it's a bit of an inexperience of the championship, me. I think, uh, I think, I don't think they. Quite they're a young squad, haven't they? Yeah, I don't think they're. Um, they're, they're they stick to probably a game plan. I think they go into each game different. You know, what I mean, where whether the Norwich, the Birmingham, and the Watford, the teams at the top, Swansea, they go into every game with the same mindset, the same game plan. That it's about doing this in the first twenty minutes, seeing the game out the last twenty minutes. Where QPR just seem to off the cuff a little bit. It seems like you know, and every game's different. And I don't mind that. It's it's it's, it's exciting to watch, but. Unfortunately, it uh, it doesn't work all of the time, but it worked of the week. It worked of the week, so you can only give them credit for that. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Next up, Millwall. Um, mixed week, obviously lost at the weekend against Nottingham Forest, three-one. Um, Men against boys at, at times, and Gary Rout must be a little bit worried. And then they're going to the midweek game away at Huddersfield, which you probably thinks a tougher game, uh, and then win one-nil with a with a solid performance with uh, the created a few chances. Yes, they rose a look at times. I thought uh, Huddersfield were uh, were sloppy in front of goal, but. Uh, it's a huge three points for Gary Rowett, you know what I mean? Because if they're not careful, they could get dragged into it. They could get dragged into it very easily if they're not consistent with the results. Because Middlewall have uh, have done really well um, over the course of the last couple of seasons, and Gary Rowett, Gary Rowett especially has had a had a very good managerial career. So I expect them to be safe because of because of who they've got in charge. But um, results are what what weren't important. But yeah, great result against Huddersfield. Yeah, it was imp- good stuff. Impressive. Um, with Cardiff, mate, do you want to discuss that now, or do you want to discuss? No, it I think uh, yeah, 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 we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go. Games, then yeah, we'll, we'll go through. Everything. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, so the next team will be. I've gone off the table now. Huddersfield. Uh, Huddersfield. Terrible week. Two defeats. Watford against uh, Watford two uh, 0 at the weekend. Um, and then, uh, and then a defeat against Millwall at home. And listen, we we speak about inconsistent sides, and we speak about teams doing well. And if Huddersfield stay where they are, Si, they'll they'll probably see it as a positive season, which I will because of what happened last year. But you know, what I mean, I, I I can I can see them underachieving a little bit this season because I I expect a little bit more. They've got a new manager. He's got some really good ideas. He's, he's picked up some really important points at good stages in in the season. He creates more chances. That they've got a better setup than they had last year. Um, but you can't afford to lose two games on the belt, three games on the belt, four games, five games, four out of five. It's it's all about getting points on the board. And if they've got any aspirations to get up in the top half and be there consistently, they've got to be picking up points at home against Millwall, in my opinion. Watford away is a different one. Yeah, they need to do it quick, though, don't they? Because um, you can't have too many weeks of losing six points. No. Um, and obviously they've lost three in the in, in the league. That Well, they've lost four in the bounce, three in the league. Um, that's a worrying trend, you know. We've just seen as we we're going to talk about Neil Harris go after a four or five uh, four or five games lose uh, losing streak. Clubs will not put up with that. No, and, right, and right, rightly so, rightly so, because you know what I mean. It's a results business, and it's all about it's all it about is. getting it's all about getting where you want to be. And uh, you look at last year, you know what I mean. The Cowley brothers lost their job after after days after securing the the status in the championship. So it just oh, shows how cut, how cutthroat that football club is. You're trying to set me off, now, aren't you? I'm just trying, saying. Trying, trying, trying to set me off. No, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. It's not just. It's not just Cardiff City who yeah, make, who make um, decisions. Deci- rash decisions sometimes. I'm not saying Cardiff City. And we'll speak about that. But for me, you know what I mean. That that no no one's job safe. So if if you think yeah, you've course. lost two, you're two on the bounce. Two on the bounce. You need to, you need to think. Um, you need to get results back on the board as soon as possible. Hundred percent. And I do agree. You can't just let it go on and on losing streak. However, at what point? Do teams like Huddersfield, Cardiff City, Stoke to a lesser extent, um, who else has had loads of managers over the last couple of years, a few other teams, at what point 
do the players have to take a look in the mirror and have to take the responsibility? Because, like Huddersfield, they've had manager after manager. The Cowleys kept them up after they were all but down, like a third of the way into the season. They were so far behind. They were so terrible. They kept them up, and they still sacked the managers. Mm. Manager. And it's the players who are getting the new contracts and the and the pay rises. It baffles me completely, mate. And it, uh, it listen, 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 si, I've I've been I've been at two high profile football clubs and two managers have been sacked. So, Brian, well, Brian Robson, Brian Robson lost his job and Steve McLaren came in. I felt like I'd, I'd I'd lost a leg. You know, what I mean, he was like a mm. father figure to me in football terms. And and the same at Cardiff when Lennon Lomans got the sack. You know that the results weren't good enough. And I went home and I was I was I was massively upset. I was I was upset that he lost his job. First thing I did was was pick the phone up to ring him up because I I felt guilty that could I have done more. You know what I mean? Could, yeah. What role did I play in him losing his job? You know what I mean? I didn't score enough goals, so I predominantly the I played his role. Much, no, I, why would? Well, no. Why would that? Why? Listen, I'm not saying everybody. I'm not saying. I'm not saying everybody because that's that's disrespectful. You know what I mean? But not every not everybody goes home on a Saturday night and, and and thinks about their performance and thinks about their result and thinks about how they played. Not everybody goes home and. And, and, and is bothered and is haunted by, by the way that they played or, or that, that somebody's lost a job or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and listen, I, 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 everyone's built differently. Everyone's, everyone's yeah, mentality is different, so it's, you know what I mean? It's, it, but, just, but there are people like that who do that on a daily basis. They, they analyse themselves every day. So Yeah, I'm not even sure there's some players who, uh, who care on as the game's going on, mate, let alone afterwards. Um, next up, Luton Town. A tough week on paper. Um, Bournemouth away and then Brentford away. Um, to pick up three points out of those two games and a one-nil defeat at Brentford. Yeah, I think that I think they'll take that. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're having a really good season, and um, it's it's the it's the it's the amount of goals that they're not letting in. You know, I mean, they're having a, they're having a really really good time. You know, I mean, they're keeping clean sheets, they're doing well, they're keeping scores down. They're not scoring as many as they did last year, but. I think with the with the way that they're setting up, the way that they're playing as a as a team is is they're starting to for me side, they're starting to show that they're a championship side. Instead of yeah. being a promoted side, they're now a championship side and deserve to be called that now. Yeah, and I still um, Which is I the biggest credit I can give them. Think I don't think they will sign the players because I don't think they've got the funds, particularly in a pandemic. But I still say that if Luton was to sign the right two or three players now in January before the January window closes that they could get in the playoffs because that's how good they. I feel they've been this year. Yeah. They've been very, very good defensively, very, very good going forward. I really believe they're just like one or two really good players, not even necessarily top quality players, just the right blend of youth and speed. And I just think they're not that far off. Yeah, um, no, you totally team, agree. Another team who we've said on paper... They look like they could really make a push for it this season, and they they just haven't found the same momentum that they found last year. We hope, well, we you hoped, and we thought that uh, with Bradley Dak coming back in, they'd probably make a push for it. They only played the one game this week, which uh, they drew with Stoke, and that's Blackburn Rovers. Yeah, um, listen, if, if Blackburn have a, have any aspirations about getting in the playoffs or better. They've got to be winning the home games. They've got to start picking up regular points and that's wins, four points a week, if not sometimes better and sometimes more. And um, Stoke City with ten men, you know, what I mean, I expect a little bit more from uh, from Tony Morbury's side sometimes. And I just think with the players they've got on paper, they've got options all over. You know, they've got options off the bench to make things better. They've got some very good players on the pitch. The spine of their team is is surreal. Is 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 very strong and very good. You know, what I mean, is 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 on paper. If not, be challenging. Um, with the best teams in the championship, so you know what I mean. They're a yeah. massive football club, but there's high expectations about goal that. And 
is it is it pressure? Is it is it the pressure what gets to them? You know what I mean? At this, at this stage where they're expecting the players that don't make it, are the players feeling the pressure of the expectation of, the, of, of playing for that big club who's won the won the Premier League? I don't I don't know because the, 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 they're under they're underachieve as a group season after season at the minute. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I really thought they were going to push on this year because we were very impressed with them last year, and they made their squad even stronger in the summer. And you knew you had Bradley Dak coming back, so it was yeah. almost like, yeah, this is this could be the year, and they just haven't got going there. And don't get me wrong, they've had a couple of little purple patches, but in between those patches has been very shoddy, uh, and that's a problem. On shoddy, mate, they've be, had been previously in some fantastic form, uh, yeah. but not uh, not a good week for Barnsley. Um, no, but. A really tough week, obviously playing Swansea and then playing uh, Watford. You know what I mean? It was really going to be a tough week on paper, and, and it's proved out to be that way. They've had a they've had a really solid season. They've done really well. Um, one thing I wasn't impressed with, and and, and I'm not sure who decides these crazy stuff is is timings of games. Obviously, Barnsley against Swansea kicked off at 7:45 on or eight o'clock, sorry, on Saturday night, which is fine. TV game. I'm happy. I watched the game. It was it was, it was a good game. I thought both sides were were really good. They gave it their all. Um, but then. Barnsley have to play on Tuesday night. Give them an extra day to play the next day. Listen, it's 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 all about what about what about what about um, a pandemic? What about um, diseases spreading spreading over a, a forty eight hour seventy two hour period? Well, that's gonna break bubbles. Sure break seventy two hours between games. between games. You know, what I mean, give them a, give them a chance. You know what I mean, and give, and give the players a chance to recover as well. Because it, I'm less listen, I'm, and I'm arguing here over three four hours. But then if they had to travel. Yeah. For the travel back as well, because had to travel to Watford, so it's everything's added on top of it. And I just think it's 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 unfair sometimes when I see things like that. Because and this isn't and this isn't my football club, you know. What I mean, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm thinking it from a player's point of view. If that was fans as well, it's unfair on fans as well. Um, and then you've got Pep talking today about because uh, obviously the European Super League thing, and we I want to talk about this on Monday, but um, the European Super League talk has of course reared its head as it does every couple of years. Um, and Pep's done an interview today saying how they should reduce the teams in the Premier League, reduce the teams in the Championship, reduce the teams in the Football League to mean there's less games and this, that and the other. But they're, the games they've got now, they cram together needlessly when they could give an extra day or an extra two days. Why can't games be played on a, like a Thursday and a Sunday? And if, if we're needing to play, you know, Three times in. Listen, Sai, What's what's days. what's wrong with what's Space wrong with else. what's wrong with Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday? Everyone plays the same. Everyone's checked the same. There's no games Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah. Everyone kicks it's off at the same want time. Every game on TV, isn't it? Yeah, of course, yeah. That's, but that's unfair, though. You know what I mean? That's 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 unfair because then the teams who, um, if you're playing a couple of big sides, you could be on TV twice in a, in, in in three days, but you could be There's having less recovery. A day and a half between them, yeah. Yeah, that's not fair. Not on mid. Um, next up, Preston North End mid. Uh, mixed week um, started at the weekend. Obviously, lost to Bristol City, which um, Bristol City obviously haven't been in a good um, good reign of form. Uh, and then they played uh, Itar side on uh, Wednesday. I thought they were excellent. Second half, I watched parts of it, and uh, Scott Sinclair's goal. They broke away at such pace, and Scott Sinclair ended up with a winning goal. But it could have been three or four other players who could have, who could have got that final ball past to them because the broke and it was three v two, four v three, and it was. Um, it was phenomenal um, attacking player, you know what I mean? With numbers, at pace, it was, it was really, 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 really nice to watch, and um, and it just it reminded me of what Scott Sinclair used to do for um, 
for Celtic, for Villa, for the for the clubs, and you know, I mean, it was like it was like he was rolling back the years a little bit, and um, and uh, Preston have uh, will do really well if they can keep hold of him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. I think he's been in fine form this year. Um, yeah, one thing I was going to just quickly say, guys, if you are watching on YouTube or Facebook, if you can give us a, a thumbs up or a like, because um, that does help us with the algorithms for to find new eyes and ears and helps uh, helps us find some new people. Um, just takes a second. Next up, mate, Bristol City. Um, they played one game this week, uh, the weekend against Preston. Beat them two 0 I thought they were very good. Um, they haven't been in a very good, very good reign of form. Um, Dean Holden's, um, I mean, finding managerial um, pressures a little bit, a little bit probably tougher than he did as a player. Um, he's got a big squad. He's got he's got plenty of quality to pick from. But you know, what I mean, Bristol City aren't a team where people are going scared of going to Ashton Gate anymore. You know, what I mean the. Ashton Gate full of supporters is a different place than it is where Ashton Gate with no supporters in it. You know what I mean? It's not as not as hostile. It's not a mm. it's not a difficult place to go anymore at the minute. So it's uh, like other places, but um, but yeah, the one as good as your last game. So fair play that they beat Preston North End because they're a very good side. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So uh, what else have we got? Sorry, um, Stoke Stoke City. Yeah, Stoke City two uh, two draws. Um, drew against Blackburn Rovers one all. Drew, drew three all against um, Rotherham. Similar to Blackburn side for me that if if Stoke City want to go to that next level and want to get a cement of playoff players or or, or better because we've got the best players in the league for me on paper, Joe Allen's just come back as well, so he gives them that little bit of quality. Um, but they can't afford to let three goals in away to Preston. They can't afford to to get men sent off at Blackburn. They can't afford to let, let to let goals in. You know, what I mean, they're scoring enough goals, but they're letting too many in for me to uh, to really really push up that table and to catch the the Norwich Cities of this world. Yeah, apologies if you can hear my dog is uh, barking at <laughs> the bin, man. Um, uh, we've had loads of comments, and a lot of the Cardiff comments I've, I've purposely not put up on the screen, I've left because I'm going to go back to them when we go back to Cardiff. Um, Greg Gilmore, who was our guest on Monday, yeah, I like it. Questioning. I'll, um, I'll come back to that, mate, just before we go into the Cardiff stuff. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we're on a bit of a roll and stuff with these teams now. Um, I see on paper. Stoke will be disappointed with two draws, but I got to say, like Rotherham are in great form. Yeah, that, and, I think I and think Black, probably, Blackburn I think, are a very good team. So I think maybe I'm giving them a little bit of disservice, but I, I look at the players and think, I, I, I just think four points looks a lot better. I know that's that's a stupid thing to say, but it's those 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 two points are so just make a massive difference. Of course, but like when you look at it though, Blackburn, uh, Blackburn equalised with 15 minutes to go. Then straight after the goal, James Chester gets sent off. Which puts Stoke down to ten men, so maybe a draw is not such a bad result. And obviously, like I mentioned, Rotherham have been in great form, and Stoke yeah. got a, you know, got that late equaliser through, um, well, not late, but seventy-five minute equaliser from Nick Powell, and really probably could have pinched it at the end. Yeah, it's a good point, I think, in the end for that one. So yeah, it's uh, you know they you know on paper beforehand they would have wished or been hoping for a for victory. I would have thought yeah. from both games, but. Uh, I guess it is what it is. Um, Stoke should be doing better, though, ultimately, mate. They're yeah. eighth in the table with that I squad think so. and the way they started the season also. Uh, next up is the mighty Middlesbrough. Um, yeah, uh, mixed week. Uh, Saturday, they didn't really perform as, as as well as I wanted. I thought Neil Warnock's team selection for me wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, he didn't play Watmore. Uh, he didn't play other attacking players, which I was just the game was crying out for. Uh, but he put them all back in on, against Nottingham Forest, which they, they won quite comfortably. I thought they were the best side, deserved a win. But 
Um, listen, I'm in dreamland, you know what I mean? In the middle of the seventh in the league, you know what I mean, with a game in hand. So, you know what I mean? I can't... Um, I, I couldn't have wished for a, a better season so far. And even if the wheels fall off this season and they finish mid-table or towards the end, you know what I mean? Listen, I, I can't fault the way that the players have responded to a new manager, the way that the manager's galvanised that football club and, and got them the, the position they're in. And I think there's more to come. So, you know what I mean? I think um, I'm, I'm trying to build them down a little bit because I, I, I do believe mm-hmm. with the way that Neil's doing things, um, I just wish they could pick the home form up a little bit and um, and and make the Riverside a fortress again. Because if they could, if they could do that, then they'd be a force to be reckoned with. Because um, the away form's outstanding. Spot on, mate. Um, Ian Curtis says uh, Warnock will get them in the playoffs. I said that at the start of the season. Mm. Do believe if we go back and have a look at those shows. Um, one thing I will say very quickly on this: uh, Neil Warnock uh, did an interview today or yesterday. Uh, it said he felt disrespected by Neil Harris because some of the comments which Harris made when he came in, um, and I really liked what he said. I can't, I can't find the comment. But basically, to paraphrase, he said um, when Neil Ma- Neil Harris came in, he basically said I needed to change a few things and change the mentality of the players from the previous regime. Uh, and Neil uh, Neil Warnock said, "What winning?" And I thought that was quite amusing. It was like a. Mm. You know, a bit of. Co- he, I don't think he was being necessarily malicious. He was having maybe like a. He was getting his point across in typical Warnock fashion, basically. But um, look, he's not wrong. Um, Bournemouth. Uh, mixed bag against side. Obviously, they they got beat against uh, Luton Town. Um, uh, oh no, Pool Weeks got lost lost both games one 0 You know what I mean? Not not a great week, but they signed Jack Wiltshire. So you know, what I, mean? I think um, a bigger picture. You know what I mean? I seen his interview this morning, um, and uh, do you know what? If he can get fit and he can get the get the, get them going in midfield, um, he'll 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 dominate games in the centre the centre of the park, and he'll get goals, he'll assist, his set pieces are excellent. And if they can keep um, some some of their attacking power, um, I believe they'll uh, they'll fly up that table, in my opinion. On his day, mate, I've seen him dominate Champions League teams. Oh, League Barcelona, teams. Barcelona players, best, ten, best players in the world. Oh, yeah. um, but obviously the biggest issue is he's just not been able to stay fit. Um, I was surprised that um, it, was, it was West Ham, wasn't it? Um, let him go, yeah. in all honesty, because I thought that when he did play, he played, he was actually seemed like he was getting a bit of momentum. But, mate, you know, I don't watch West Ham a great deal. Maybe Gaz or someone... One of the other guys can tell us. Well, it's probably more financial for me. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, if they can bring in two players on this kind of money, then it's you know it's it's an overrunner sometimes. But um, look, if if they could get him firing and fit, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal signing for uh, Bournemouth. That really is like that's the sort of signing which could take you from playoffs to automatic. If, you yeah. Because it could be the catalyst for a you mm. know a run of games, couldn't it? But that's the that's that's the that's the signing side what what em- emphasises the championship and just shows it is a Premier League too because you know we we're talking about we we're talking about this, this, the the dip, the gap between the Premier League and the championship is so minimal that yeah. some of these teams can go straight up to the championship uh, straight up to the Premier League and they don't have to make that many changes that the Jack Wilshere could could play you've got some of the Bournemouth lads would 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 just go straight up Norwich City probably if they if they do go up like, you know I mean it looks like they're having a fantastic season will they buy loads of players they probably won't you know what I mean so the, the gap's not that not, not that big but do you know what it shows on Bournemouth's behalf mate is it shows ambition 
yeah. to sign in an internet, a former England, it could be a current England international mm. if he was to really hit form. I think yes, it helps all with that. Yes, um, he's injury prone, but I still believe that that's an ambitious sign in because yeah. he is too good for the championship. I think it helps with uh, parachute money as well, though. I think that, that gives you a little bit of a cushion. Of course. Mm. But just to quickly use Cardiff as an example. Have Cardiff spent their parachute money from three years ago? Yeah, I know. No, I know. I know. You know I mean? And if, uh, listen, if it's Jack Wilshire, is the best player in the championship by, by a country man. Yeah. I'm not saying, by the way, that Cardiff should have signed that, uh, Jack Wilshire. I'm just saying that Bournemouth show an ambition. And then I use Cardiff as an example for the parachute money uh, not being used maybe as it should have been or could have been uh, next up Watford mate uh, is it Watford I thought it was Reading did I miss out Reading I got him on my screen as well yeah Reading mate. yeah Reading no game no game at the weekend but the beat uh, the beat Coventry City 3-0 um, that's a good result yeah great result Coventry have, uh, have really picked it up they went down to 10 men but Coventry uh, Reading bloom away uh, another clean sheet you obviously uh, Michael Morrison, who was on the show a few about a month ago, will be very pleased with uh, with the way that he's playing. And a little mention to, to Michael, he's uh, he was in the top twenty of consistent minutes and games. So you know, I mean, that's a huge achievement for him, him personally. But it just shows what um, what a bit of um, consistency, confidence can do to a team. Because uh, Reading started the season on fire, they blew up a little bit. You know, they had a bad month, and then all of a sudden they're picking up again, which is which is perfect timing because they're, they're always in and around the, where they are. A little bit like Preston were last year. Yeah, I, I'm going to talk about him in a bit. Uh, Lucas Zhao, though, wow, uh, mm. was on fire in this game. Assist, yeah. goal, sensational. Really, really phenomenal performance by him. Uh, Watford next, mate. Yeah, two clean sheets, six points, two nil win against Huddersfield, and a one nil win against Barnsley, and just they just keep rolling on, don't they? You know, what I mean, when you've got some of the Premier League talent that they've got in their team, cleverly, Troy Deeney. You know what I mean? The Cathcarts, they've got an opportunity to uh, to get back to the Premier League just by just being hard to beat workmen like solid. You don't need to uh, batter teams. You don't need to win 4 0, 5 0. You don't need to win a game twice. It's about winning football matches and getting over the line. And if you can keep clean sheets, you've got half a chance. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, look, Watford, your Watford, Norwich, Stoke. Maybe Swansea, Blackburn, they're the teams in my eyes which, on paper, have got the best squads in the league. I actually wouldn't even include Swansea in that as having the best squad in the league. They just have the best mix, I think, of their players playing well together. Um, Brentford as well. Um, I've just been very, very impressed with their, all those teams and I thought, again, they were very good, Watford. Um, next up, Brentford. Yeah, no game of the weekend, and they beat Luton on uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday evening, one nil. Uh, I thought they were the best side. I thought they created all the chances. I thought they should have probably get the, get the second and the third. And but the problem they've got is Ivan Tony got himself sent off, so obviously he's going to miss um, the next game, uh, which is difficult. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's stupid as well. You know what I mean? The timing of it. Both of them got themselves sent off for an off the ball challenge with the Luton defender, and you know I mean some things can be avoided, especially. How important he is for his side as a catalyst. He's a, he's the main figure. Um, he's the he's the goal threat. So they can't afford to to, to lose him. Say in my opinion. Yeah, I thought it was um, I thought it was very very poor from him for someone who was so important to the team to be, mm. to get sent off in such a you know a silly way. I think um, he's let his let his manager and his team down a little bit there. Yeah. Do you ever let your manager down, mate? 
Uh, yeah, twice, and they got red card for them both, and 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 that's what that's what I mean about looking at yourself in the mirror sometimes, and sitting in that changing room, and really understanding that you've let you've let somebody down who 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 really wants you to do well, you know, because they're they're putting their faith in you, they're putting their faith, mm. and and they're picking you, and they're picking you because they like you as a person, they like you as a player, um, and you know, I mean, you can't afford to let people down, and you know, I mean, the the, the twice I got sent off. Um, the first thing I did when every player came back in is, is stood up and apologised to everybody for letting everybody down and told them it wouldn't happen again. And it didn't happen again for that football club. But obviously, the second one happened again for for in a different reason. But it, listen, everyone makes mistakes, and it's how you how you get on with it, I guess. Can you address that from Reese, please? Um, <laughs> still can't get over the fact that Andy said on Monday didn't think. I don't think they do. I don't. I don't listen, I I'm, don't. I'm on. A, I'm, I'm on about Pucky. Yeah, I'm not, is he is he is he is he the is he the best centre forward in the division? Well, on no, paper, he's up, probably up in the top five, isn't he? Oh yeah, top five. But that run about five players. Adam Armstrong better than him. Yeah, Ivan Tony better than him. Yeah. Um, Keith Troy Deeney better than him. Better than him. Oh, I don't you, know you, you say that about Troy Deeney on. Well, you just mentioned you you just mentioned Redden centre forward. Is he better than him? Yeah, possibly don't, not. What more, be better, what more? What more? at the minute better than him? Yeah, I'm, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. Current, I'm on current form. Yeah. Scott Sinclair better than him. These are these are people off my top of my head at the minute. Yeah, and I'd even say Kiefer Moore pre-injury it was probably better than him. I'll probably say yeah. Well, are you agreeing? I, I'd, I'd probably say yes. Yeah, a little bit dis- disrespectful, but I'm I'm on about that. That they were best. They're they're a team. You know what I mean? And teams yes. prosper. Yeah. Individuals don't. You know what I mean? And look at Stoke City. They're a team of indiv- individuals. You look at um, Bristol City, Blackburn team Rovers, team right? of individuals. You look at Swansea City. Team. Any, sta- any standout players? Well, they've got a couple of good young players. Good, yeah, good young players. Yeah, with potential. Standout. Cabanga at the back. Yeah, yeah. standout players. Standout players. They're teams. They yeah, and, and, and I'll go for that. Team, team, team. No, I in uh, team. Oh, yeah. So, oh, by the way... Uh, Reese didn't say Pookie, I did. Yeah, not as my um, opinion. I that didn't was just see. Me. I didn't see his other two. He said uh, Campwell and Ben Ben Benadier. Uh, well, Campwell's obviously a midfield midfield player, very good. Listen, he's a very good, very good footballer. Is he better than Joe Allen? Is he better than Jack Wilshire? He says. So his comments are: um, Campwell's one of the best players in the league. Uh, Benadier is quality, and they're fullback, but he can't think of their name. I mean, it's all it's it's subjective, isn't it? At the end, yeah, of course it is. Like, and so is my comments. So is, so is my yeah, comment. My comment. My comments are, are, are meant to are meant to upset people. They're, they're there because I believe that Norwich City are better. They're, they're a better team than they have. In, they have of individuals, whereas Stoke City have better individuals than they are as a team. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, Cardiff City yeah. have better individuals than they are as a team. Yeah, I um, I mentioned Swansea a minute ago about uh, as a team, uh, how I think I do think they're overachieving when you look at them on paper. Um, outside of maybe one or two players, I think they haven't got that kind of real standout player. But again, yeah. as a team, as a team, they're doing better. great. So, yeah, they're, they're doing second great. in the league. They've yeah. made a phenomenal. Uh, I don't know if I to say phenomenal, but they've made a very good signing in um, Aston Villa mid- midfielder Connor Hurahan. I think that strengthens him further. He scored 29 goals in 150 appearances for Villa since he joined from Barnsley. Um, mm. I think that strengthens him, mate. I've got to be honest. Uh, what did you yeah. think of their week? 
Oh, they, they only played one game at the weekend away to Swans, uh, to Ada Barnsley. I thought they were actually, you know, the way they attacked, the way they defended, the way that they, the way that their manager gets their team to play um, away from home, especially, is, um, is is a very good way of playing. And you know, I mean, the threats they have all over the field. You know, what I mean, from fullback to winger to getting balls in the box. You know, what I mean, they, they they just seem to get it right. And you know, I mean, I, it baffles me sometimes how they do get it right because I look at other teams and think that that. That they should be miles away, and, and part of me agrees with you, say about the underachieving, overachieving part. But then I look at the league table, and league tables don't lie. And then I watched them against Cardiff City; they dominated that game. The similar, similar time again there. That, they, but they dominate in the right areas. You know what I mean? And for me, when you've got fullbacks like they've got fullbacks who bomb on and, and they double up as wingers, it's just they're just attacking numbers all the time, and it's it's a really nice way to watch. Yes, indeed. I think um, they've been very good this year, as much as it pains me to say it. But we've always said. With uh, you know, with Swansea, with Leeds, they might not be like personally our favourite favourite teams, but we'll give an honest opinion. When they're bad, they're bad. When they're good, yeah. they're good. They've uh, Swansea have, are overperforming. They're second in the league, and they deserve to be there. Mm. Unfortunately, um, top of the league is Norwich. They are not quite running away with it, but they've got a nice mm. nine point cushion. Uh, yeah, sorry, two uh, seven point cushion. Yeah, two wins. Uh, obviously, beat Cardiff City the weekend. Um, and then in midweek, the big person city. They don't blow teams away, side there. They just do enough to beat them comfortably. You know what I mean? I thought, uh, again, I thought against Cardiff City, they did it quite comfortably. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, defensively, they're strong. You know what I mean? The two centre halves, Hanley and Ben Gibson. You know what I mean? They both, they both know their jobs. You know what I mean? They both know their limitations. They both know what they're doing. Um, and and they've and they've got a solid unit behind as, a, as a, from the goalkeeper. And the span of the team for me is is strong and. And they just show that you know what I mean. They don't. They don't have to win the games four five nil. You know what I mean. They they, they, they get up to an area and they, and they just kill games off. And for me, I think that's where Cardiff City struggled that they that they couldn't um, they just couldn't break the door down. You know what I mean. They get 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 back in the game and they just can't go again. And 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 that's a sign of a good side. And Norwich City are a really really strong side. And that's why we picked them at the well. I know I picked them at the start of the season. I'm sure you did as well. That they were they were, they were, they were going to be up there, if not winning the league, but getting promoted. Yeah, I mean, they've effectively got the same team that they went up with last time round because they didn't sign anyone in the Premier League. Um, they tried to do it with the same players from the Championship. They didn't quite have it at the Championship level. They've got uh, Premier League level and then they've come back down and obviously they're strong Championship squad and uh, they look like they're going to do it. But they haven't, so, they haven't sold anybody either. Go, mate. Yeah, know, they haven't sold, sold anybody anyone. either. That's there much, is a long is... way to go though, mate. Yeah, um, I agree. And they're only seven points clear. So I don't think it's quite uh, done and dusted, but um, you, you 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 don't know. Um, so that's all the teams bar Cardiff, which we're going to get to in a minute. Just before we do go to Cardiff, now we're going to um, give our two ups and two downs for the week. It'd be very interesting to hear people's two ups and two downs uh, in the comments. So let us know. Um, but I wanted to make um, I wanted to get your opinion on a couple of stories, and also I'm going to go back to Greg's question as well. Um, the first story I wanted to get was um, Bristol City have recorded a £10 million pre-tax loss, um, which they reported a couple of days ago. What is your view on that? And is that a problem for a championship side? Um, it should be a problem for a championship side, but it obviously isn't because they can, if they can afford to lose that kind of money, they can afford to invest that kind of money, then they're obviously um, bringing in money or they're planning on bringing in money. Um from other avenues, and you know, what I mean, for me, 
I think we look at the figure and think it's a huge figure, but within football terms, it's probably not a big figure coming down from the from, coming down from the Premier League, you know. So it's um, top man, I'll uh, goalkeeper over forties, uh, mm. and um, I can't, listen, it's just a big figure for me. I, I think it's um, I think it's 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 achievable for people to make that back up within football terms. Yeah, uh, what do you make of that comment from Lorna there? Dave Jones had it right. He had loanies and free players, brought them together, and they made a fantastic team that gelled. Yeah, listen, there's 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 ways that people do things, and um, sometimes you don't have to go and spend loads of money at doing it. You know what I mean? They can they can be shrewd. Neil Warnock didn't really spend a lot of money. You know what I mean? During his times at, at, at clubs for over promotions, so it's there's ways and means sometimes. Um, so Rob's just uh, I'm sure I've seen today that Cardiff are losing three million pound a month. When we had um, Mehmet Dalman on. He said outright Cardiff were losing uh, three million a month, and I would imagine that hasn't changed since then because it's still the same financial year, isn't it? Yeah. So that's uh, very, very true, mate. Uh, the other story I wanted to get your opinion on. We did touch on it very briefly earlier, but I wanted to really discuss it quickly. Um, Derby County can't pay their players, mm-hmm. but Derby County. Uh, at the very least being linked with signing players, if not signing players. How is that okay? Uh, yeah, it's 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 it's, like, it's it's a grey area, isn't it? You know what I mean? Because we hear that they bring players in, but we don't know what they've got rid of. So they might have got rid of more than they brought in. You know what I mean? And that might be releasing play, players out of contract and 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 generating more income for, the, mm. for, 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 for bringing players in. So I think sometimes you've got to... You've got to take things with a pinch of salt because, yeah, it's it, it, but it doesn't look good from an outsider looking in, you know what I mean? Because no. it looks like they can't afford to bring players, but they're bringing more players in. That's just unfair. Well, one of the players they've been linked with is Josh Murphy from Cardiff. Yeah. Um, but then if he doesn't, if, if Cardiff paid his wages, then he's getting them for free anyway, potentially. Yeah, but then if Cardiff are losing three million pounds a month, they're not going no, to they're, they're let him. Yeah, they're not gonna, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Lorna wants to know. Are Derby paying with Rooney's wages? I'll let you feel that one, mate. Um, in my oh, his wages now probably yes. Yeah. You know, probably as a manager, yes, yeah. as, a, as a manager, Previously. yes. But as a as a player, no, no, no chance, no chance. And I, I don't know that for for certain. But I I, I only know what when we're on about FIFA fair play and uh, and fair play rules and and paying stuff. And um, I know Steve Gibson who um, came out publicly and and said that. You know, I mean, we're sticking to the rules, and teams like Derby County named them publicly about Derby, Derby County getting uh, companies involved to help pay. Um, pay things, you know what I mean? Them yeah, it makes it, it leaves a bad taste because clubs who are doing it right, and then they're losing money. You know, what I mean, it just it, it doesn't it doesn't always um, look 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 like it's 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 fair for everybody. Yep, hundred um, percent. Derby have also sent uh, a couple of players back on loan. The the Dutch Dutch. Goalkeeper has gone back to FC Groenheim um, and someone else as well. But um, you know, it is what it is. I suppose. Look, it's a tough time financially for football clubs at the moment. Um, so let us know your two ups and two downs. Who's stood out for the you in the championship this week? Who's who uh, or what club or what not has uh, has made you uh, have gone down this week in your opinion? Um, I feel like, mate, because Cardiff feels like it's going to be a relatively negative conversation. Let's start with the downs, and then we'll go. We'll have a little pick me up, and then we'll go into the Cardiff conversation. Um, what is your first up of the week? 
Um, my first up of the week is Norwich City. I thought um, I thought to have two on man against Cardiff City. I thought they were fantastic. Um, and then to follow it up with a, with another difficult home game against Bristol City, who, who came off the um, at the back of a, a, a fantastic victory themselves, I thought it was a it was fantastic. It just shows how strong how strong a side they've got. Yes, yeah, hundred percent, mate. I uh, couldn't agree more. They were on my short list, um, but I've gone for two players this week in the apps. Uh, I've gone for Matt Crooks of Rotherham. Scored a couple of goals and a really, really top performance. Particularly, I think it was the Stoke game. Uh, really, really good. Um, deserved to be on the winning side. I thought it's just an outstanding performance all around. And he's been a big catalyst in their uptake in form. And it takes... When your team's down the bottom, you need characters to, to stand up and be counted and play for the team and play for the badge. And he is doing that. Um, so can't fault him. Big shout out to him. I thought he was yeah. fantastic. Great shout. Great shout. Uh, who's your second up? Um, I've gone for Michael Morrison. Um, uh, obviously, came on the show uh, not so long ago, but to be uh, to be in the top twenty players in uh, in the world about uh, how many consistent games he's played and minutes and things. You know what I mean? He, he posted on his LinkedIn, um, and uh, do you know what? It's it's an achievement in itself to stay fit, to have the desire to play every game, to not want to be rested. You know what I mean? That's it's fantastic, and then to get a three 0 victory on on uh, and a clean sheet to go with it is just uh, another another great achievement for him personally. Indeed. Um, so, Redding going to get a bit of a love from us, mate. Um, but just before that, Donna says her app for the week is King from Newport. She said, I know it's not championship, but uh, what a fantastic goal. It was an absolutely outstanding goal. But, Donna, it's all right because you're, we have got a, a South Wales derby to look forward to next year when Cardiff play Newport in the league. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my up for... Uh, my second up of the week, my final up of the week, was Lucas Jow of Reading. Assist and a goal, and one of the great championship performances in my eyes. He's really top quality. He's uh, what a player, mate, on his day. When he's 50, he's yeah, I totally agree. Borders on unplayable at times. I totally agree. Yeah, Kay Childs gets man of the match for tonight. He says, my two ups are a great show Monday and tonight. Great show, something else to look forward to during the week. Love it, love it. This is my fourth live show of the week, by the way. Love it. Been on fire this week. Um, okay, um, very quickly then, before we start on the card talk, we're going to circle back to Greg's question. Let's just scroll through all these comments. Uh, Greg obviously was the guest on Monday, and uh, people spoke very, very highly of him and uh, really enjoyed that show. Uh, so he says... Are you concerned about roster spots and opportunities uh, decrease, decreasing of games, decrease, uh, decreasing... Start again, Simon, Jesus Christ. Are you concerned about roster spots and opportunities decreasing if games decrease or closer together games go away? Uh, squad, rotation, squad rotation creates opportunities for players often buried on the bench or not making the bench. Uh, as awful as for, and frustrating as it as it is to watch sometimes. Um, I think Greg, we obviously we spoke um, the week before you are sure about uh, about FA Cup and we and we use Leeds United as an example. Uh, obviously, Leeds United players got an opportunity against Crawley Town. Um, they got given a, a a quite a heavy beating on the on the day on the afternoon. Um, and I believe those kind of players won't be given an opportunity by Bielsa again because of what happened on the afternoon and. Yes, it's frustrating because players are going into that game with um, 
uh, with lack of match sharpness, lack of match fitness, lack of just match practice altogether. Um, and they, they want to play together with those kind of players, um, which I, th- I do think is a little bit unfair. And um, and with all the games coming thick and fast, you know what I mean? You've got a chance to, to pick an injury up um, and then all of a sudden you're getting th- someone's getting thrown in who hasn't had many games. And, and I think that's... A, I know we're going to talk about Cardiff City soon, but there's been a couple of players for Cardiff who've been given the odd game even there and, and then they've been brought out. But for me, you've got to look at consistency of players and players don't play well in the first game maybe it's not the second game but the third game fourth game fifth game you see more consistency more good performances a high level of fitness and you're only going to get that over a long period of time and I think it's such a shame that managers judge players and compare players on one 90 minute performance because I think it's so unfair it's been my biggest criticism of the way the Cardiff City have managed Josh Murphy is that he's clearly a player who needs four or five games to feel the same as Gavin White, yeah, Gavin White as well. Yeah. Yeah, Gavin, yeah. And they've just never given them more than two, maybe three, if you're lucky, in a row. And mm. I just feel like you're never going to get the best out of a confidence player like those two if you don't give them a run. You just got to bite the bullet and give them a run of five, six games. And yeah. then if they don't perform, then you know, great. But it's not as if the team's tearing up trees to warrant mm. not trying something different. Um, Okay, so what we'll do is we're going to start first of all, mate, with um, the the results on the pitch. Um, obviously, the two games at the weekend um, got beat on Saturday against uh, against Norwich City. I thought uh, I thought Norwich dominated the game for me. I thought the game that it could have been more, or probably should have been more. Um, and then the second game, it was more about it was more about the lack of performance for me and lack, the lack of cohesion. How. How QPR looked like they had more energy than than Cardiff City. They looked like they wanted to win the game more, and that was probably the more worrying thing for me. You know what I mean? That, that yes, it is a results business, but um, when the players look like they're on the le- on the last legs, or when they look like that it was just a little bit too much for them, then that's a little bit concerning. That have the have the they've the gone as far as they can with the manager. Obviously, the board thought so with the decisions that they made the day after. But for me. The concerning thing is, is, is you look at the last six results. You know, I mean, yes, one was a cup game, but five defeats on the bounce in the league: Brentford, Wickham, Cardiff, uh, Norwich City, QPR, um, Norwich City again. You know, what I mean, it's just not good enough. You know, what I mean, it is just not good enough. And for a team of Cardiff City, especially the the, the, the way that they finished last season, um, the way that they played, uh, the consistency, the way they attacked in numbers, and um, I don't know. It's frustrating, but you know, I mean, no, probably more frustrated than um, than the manager himself now that he's he'd be listening to to the comments, reading the comments, seeing the interviews, and you know, what I mean, I always said, Sai, and I said it about um, the Nottingham Forest manager. You know, what I mean, if you're going to get the sack, get the sack with no regrets. So go and try and win the games. Don't stick with the stubborn same formation, playing one man up front, and not trying to win the game. You know, what I mean, the amount of times that that we've been crying out on this show. And as a Cardiff City fan to play two up front, and he's never done it. He's done it in one game. What happens? The win. He goes back, reverts back to one up front, the lose. Goes back to two up front again. He sticks Harris up front to win the game again. It's no coincidence, by the way. You know what I mean? The more more attackers you have on that pitch, the more chance you've got to score goals. Kiefer Moore will become more of a threat if he's got somebody up front with him because it takes the attention off the defender. You know what I mean? So he's got to mark somebody else. He can't mark one. But at the minute. Kiefer stood in the middle, getting marked by two. Where if someone else is up front with him, if that's Glatzel, if that's the new signing, if that's um, yeah, listen, you know, I mean, don't get me into the new signings, by the way. Cause I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but it's yeah. so for so frustrating that 
that he's lost his job. And for me, I think he could have done more. Oh, 100%. So, obviously, we follow, Cardiff followed up the Norwich game. They signed, or they in the, over the weekend, they signed Waters from League One. They signed, they signed Perry and I don't know how to pronounce his surname. Engie. Obviously, Neil Harris went. Uh, was that after the Wednesday game? That was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Thursday, so, wasn't it? Um, so he went after the uh, after the Wednesday game versus QPR, where they've lost. Um, big decisions. It was nice to see some signings finally. However, as I think I mentioned, and I think you mentioned, I mentioned last uh, Friday that I felt Cardiff needed proven championship players, or at least players who could hit the ground running and perform straight away and wouldn't be like. So we got Ojo, for instance, who on his day can be phenomenal. But he's because he's young and he's still learning and he's learning on the job. You might get one good game, two all right games, then another good game, and then you never quite know where it's going to come because you just don't quite know because he's a young player. Kiefer Moore, admittedly, I will hold my hands up. So far, I've been wrong about him. I didn't see the need for him, um, but he's shown that he's a lot more consistent than Glatzel in terms of his. Gay, uh, you know his performances, uh, and also his link-up play. I think is better. Um, so I'm happy to hold my hands up with that and say I was wrong with that. Um, but I do feel that Cardiff needed players who could hit the ground running. I also thought it was a bit harsh to to chuck them both in against QPR um, with maybe one training session between two of them. It was, but I understand why they did. They needed to freshen things up. Um, they needed to change things. Cardiff have been on a, a slump. And make no mistake, in my opinion, Cardiff City are in a relegation battle, mate. Never mind the playoffs. Cardiff City are in a relegation battle because they haven't addressed the issues that they had last year or last season. When we came back from lockdown, we had a really good run which took us to the, play, to the playoffs. If it wasn't for that good run, we, we'd have, a, have just fizzled out and we weren't very good last year we haven't addressed those issues still mm. finally we've signed a right back finally uh, I, I think the, I, I feel so for the two boys we've signed I really do because they've both been signed by a manager who, they, who they've spoke to they've been they've been um, uh, they've been told how good the football club is how good the area is um, how amazing it's going to be to play because they're going to be because this manager picks the team and then all of a sudden that manager's lost his job and those players now are starting on an equal platform to every other single player and I, I'd, be, I'd be worried if I was one of those two players because probably not NG because I think he's got the potential and he's got the reputation yeah. in League One I think he's done really well um, I think what is, 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 is a different kettle of fish for me because centre forwards are judged on goals and if he doesn't score at a higher level which he's, which he's now playing at he might find himself out. The, out away, he might fell out, He might find himself out the team, and I, th- I think that's really tough and really hard to to, to 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 acknowledge and accept because a manager who comes in might not see his strengths the way that Neil Harris saw his strengths to come in, and a manager might come in and play one man up front. If if a manager comes in and play one man up front, who's going to play? Keeper Moore's going to play. So it's 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 straight away. It's going to it's going to it's going to get people's back up. It's going to. 
you know what I mean? And and but then the board have made that decision. They've they've sanctioned the signings. Having 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 no money, having loads of money, they've sanctioned those signings, and then they've decided to sell. Uh, sorry, decided to sack Neil Harris. So they've made those two decisions. So you know what I mean? Nobody nobody can nobody can have a go at the board for 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 not signing players. They've signed two players. They signed Keeper Moore in the summer. Um, we said over the last couple of weeks, back Neil Harris or sack him. They did both, which didn't make no sense. Ah, didn't make man. no sense to me. Didn't make no sense to do both. Do one or the other. Oh, we didn't do our downs, mate. I just realised. No, um, I didn't know. Very quickly, what were your downs? Um, well, I did mine. Um, I did mine after the Cardiff City game. So I had Neil Harris and Ivan Tony for getting sent off. Yeah, I, I had Ivan Tony and I had uh, Cardiff City shambles, Huddersfield shambles, Barnsley shambles. Uh, that was my notes. Basically, they all had an absolute shambolic week, so I put them all in as one. Um, so Donna says she's already uh, right. So Neil Harris got sacked this morning. Uh, reputable BBC journalists uh, basically were saying Mick McCarthy's coming into Cardiff City. I was it, there was rumours of it last night, but a few people were sort of saying, "Oh, you know, the bookies and bookies' favourites and this." I was worried because when you look at the track record of who they've appointed over who they've appointed outside of Warnock, if you look at who they've appointed um, since Marky McKay left the football club, there's not a good track record. Not a good track record there. For me, when Neil Warnock left, the only reason I was okay with Neil Warnock going was because I thought we were going to go for a younger, more vibrant, uh, more tactically. Uh, maybe adventurous, but also like just playing football a different, like a bit more attacking and a bit more better to watch. But not just that, being a bit tactically different and 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 looking at who you're playing against and maybe switching it up a bit and 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 being more tactically aware. We um, we didn't go for a manager like that. We went for Neil Harris, and straight away I said on the show, I said to you, I said that's a mistake because all that is is just a poor man's. Neil Warnock, he plays exactly the same type of football, just he isn't as good. Um, he had just been sacked by Millwall, so what? He wasn't good enough for Millwall, but he was suddenly good enough for Cardiff. I I didn't understand the logic behind it. I felt like it was a cheap option going for someone who wouldn't rock the boat, etc., um, etc. Et and now I very much feel. Like they're doing the same thing that they did when they brought in Russell Slade. Look, first and foremost, I'm not saying Mick McCarthy is Russell Slade. He is a far better manager than Russell Slade is. But the general gist of why he's being brought in, I believe, is the same reasons. He won't rock the boat. He'll do as he's told. He'll collect his money. And he'll do it for very little money. And he won't spend it. He won't ask for a lot. Um, And I know, like... I'm sure Donna or whoever, other people will say, oh, he's going to only be there till the summer. It's a short-term appointment just to make sure they don't get relegated. One, that's no guarantee that Mick McCarthy keeps him up. Mick McCarthy hasn't done anything really good in football, like in terms of winning things or promotions, in about 10 years, if not more. Um, He's just been sacked from Cyprus and... I'll address that in a minute because I know the reason is slightly thing, but Andy, me and you discussed that before the show, which we'll go into now. Um, he plays dreadful football. He 
is a very uh, obtuse character. He rubs people up the wrong way, like players I'm talking about. Um, and in some ways that could be good. But there's also a few players in that squad who kind of needs an arm around them to, to get them playing, not maybe someone rubbing them up the wrong way. Um, and ultimately, I feel, yes, he might be a short-term appointment until the end of the season, but if he does keep us up, the first thing Cardiff City will do is offer him a three-year contract. I don't and like this. Um, I don't around the same old. I don't like this. Side. I don't. Again. I don't. Uh, what, what's the, what's the what's the logic in a short term appointment? You know, I mean, yeah, uh, for me, what's what what do you get from it? Because if Cardiff City stay up, you've got to give him another year, at least another year, if not another two. If if he doesn't do well, what do you do? Just sack him anyway? Yeah, because if he hasn't done well, then there's a good chance that Cardiff City won't be in the division what they're in. I don't. I don't understand it. For me. If you've got a, a manager or a coach or somebody that you want to give the job to and it's a, it's a long-term plan, give them it. Give them it because the, 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 the chances are they'll be able to work with the players, they'll be able to galvanise the club because they'll give the players the boost. Um, I look at I look at win win ratios. You know, I mean Neil Harris had thirty eight point seven percent win ratio. You know, what I mean Neil Warnock forty three point eight. Uh, who else will I probably cover? Malky Mackay forty three. David Jones forty one point nine. Lenny forty one point three. Corky forty two. Bobby Gould forty six. You know, you can go back twenty twenty two twenty three years. You know what I mean? That Cardiff City need to win football matches. You know what I mean? So to get the best out of a player, for me, I look at. Um, some of the young managers what are available, some of the young coaches, some of the how how on earth is a young manager or coach ever going to get an opportunity in, in English football or British football if the same managers are walking around getting jobs? It baffles me. I just don't understand it. You know what I mean? For me, I, I I'm not I'm not and one for giving short term short term appointments. If they think, if the board thinks that Mick McCarthy is the right man for the job, give him the job for three years. Don't give him a six month contract. Give him a three year contract. If they think it's Lee Boyer, if they think it's um, um, John Terry, if they think it's uh, the Cowley brothers, give them a three-year contract and let them roll with it for three years to, to bring players in for the summer, um, to work with the players that they've got, bring players through, through from the youth team. Forget the six-month contract, Lark. You know what I mean? For me, it's not, it's not enough. It's not good enough. It's not, it's not a long-term vision, a long-term plan. Cardiff City is an evolving football club with, with passionate supporters and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a great history. You know what I mean? Don't mess about with the club. Don't waste six months. Why waste six months? That's, that's all we're doing. If you're going to give somebody an appointment for six months, you're wasting six months. Give somebody the job now who wants the job. And what I don't understand, right, is these same managers, we have this roundabout, like you mentioned, of it's the same managers going round and round the clubs constantly. It's not like... They're doing it like it's not like those managers which keep getting the jobs are being particularly successful, um, and that's what I find frustrating about it. I could name off the top of my head five managers who would have been who could do the same thing that Mick McCarthy's going to do, just better. Um, Gaz has just sent a super chat and he said, Sigh, if not Mick McCarthy, then who? Okay, so I will give you the same example that I gave to someone earlier. Um, you could have had Cook, Paul Cook, um, who would can work with a shoestring budget, is experienced, is defensively sound, but he also plays attacking football. He also works with academy players. He also is off the back of doing a very, very good job at Wigan, 
like Wigan were all but relegated last year, and he almost kept them up. Like mm. I know he didn't, but the fact that he it was even remotely uh, like a question was remarkable from the position they were in, um, and I just. Like, so for, me, for me, he for, makes, there's, there's probably, too many people get paid less than Mick McCarthy as well. By the way, there's, there's too many people. Yeah, you know, listen, you, you can you can you can reel out the people and the reasons why. Eddie oh, yeah. Howe, unemployed, yeah. wants an opportunity for me. Cardiff City, a bigger club than Bournemouth. Um, Nigel Pearson, if you're looking for anybody on on a, on, a, on a short term, look no further than Nigel Pearson. He would keep it up. He would galvanise players, but he wouldn't want it short term. He wants a project. He wants a long term yeah. plan. Um, Danny Cowley. You know what I mean? Fresh, young, vibrant, wants an opportunity in football club. The club we're talking to Lee Boyer. Has Lee, has Lee Boyer done anything different? He'd, he'd, he'd moved to the championship now, 100%. He wants an opportunity. Gareth Ainsworth, ex-Cardiff City footballer, passionate about what Mark he does. Hudson. You know what I mean? So there's, 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 there's opportunities and people there. And you know what I mean? For me, so, I've, just, I've just reeled off four, four people yeah. who I would prefer to see manage a team that I support and, I, and I've got a fund and I love that I love the football club I want them to progress on but I'm not a fan of somebody getting a job for six months it doesn't doesn't appeal well, to me funny you should say that Reese uh, has just said that uh, Paul Cook actually turned down the job do you know why because he wanted longer than six months they were offering now okay. why are we offering six months to anyone mm. it, that's uh, the, the lack of ambition the lack of organisation if we didn't have a plan uh, of who we wanted to come in, then we may as well have left Neil Harrison. Because I tell you something, mate. If you're if you're asking me if I would have kept Neil or if I want Neil Harris or I want Mick McCarthy, I want Neil Harris. And you know how much I didn't want Neil Harris. I didn't want him from the start. I made that very clear. I supported him while he was there, but I didn't think he was the man for the job. I didn't think he was good enough. I was proven right, by the way. Just saying. Uh, listen, so I, I, I had a choice of keeping Neil Harris until the end of the season or having Mick McCarthy till the end of the season. I'd rather keep Neil Harris. I don't uh, listen. If, 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 if this six month thing is is is, is baffling me, I, I don't see what's I don't see what's going to come available in the summer. Um, I don't see if I don't see I, I see it as, as more of a, I see it as gone, I see it, I, I, see it, I see it more of, more of a problem. That if if yeah. if they know it's a six month thing, then if someone's still under contract, they're just going to put another million pound on on the contract. And just get offer someone a yeah. contract just to know that they're going to be that they're going to come sniffing. I just don't, you know what I mean? It's it's if they if they, if they've had identified five managers now, and one of them short term, four of them's long term, or one of them's long term, offer him the long term job. You know what I mean? Give him two years, get at least two years or eighteen months, a chance to stabilise that club for the rest of the season, a or the season, and I guarantee you that person. If they're young, they're vibrant, and I'm not about young as in 30, 40, You know what I mean? As in, as in, they've they've, they've done, they've got a previous track record of doing well. And if that's Mick McCarthy, listen, if Mick McCarthy gets offered an eighteen-month contract, then he does well for that football club. So I don't care who's in charge, but six months is a pointless exercise for me. Yeah, my um, my my opinion is um, that Cardiff City is a football club. Have got greater, greater problems than whether Mick McCarthy is the manager or Craig Bellamy is the manager or Mark Hudson is the manager or Russell Slade is the manager. It doesn't matter. Do you know why it doesn't matter? It's because the people who are signing the players, none of them are football, ma- uh, football men. 
they all come from other businesses. So this transfer committee is, in my opinion, I don't want to put in, you know, I don't want to put my views to you or to the show. In my opinion, it's not fit for purpose because they are fundamentally not addressing the issues in the squad, in the coaching, in we needed a director of football of some sort of go between that transfer committee and the manager for since it was born because we're signing players. There was a player, I forget which player it was, but there was a player which was signed and Neil Harris made out in the press, whether he was being playing a bit of silly buggers or whatever, that he didn't even know had been signed. There's, we've already know that the club have signed players the managers have not wanted due since this committee was born. There's much bigger problems than who is the manager. Mick McCarthy could come in, play the same football we've watched for the last four years, and he could do really well. Great. But we're still going to make the same mistakes year in, year out. We're going to sign players we don't need. We're going to sign. We're not going to address the, the, the issues and the positions that we do need to address. We're not going to improve the academy. We're not going to bring academy players through because it's not. You, it should be cost effective, but for some reason it doesn't work like that with the way the club have got it set up. I I'm really I'm upset by it all, mate. I gotta be honest. I'm 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 not even angry anymore. I'm just upset by it because I feel like the fans are the ones who are just being mugged off. Because you come a few months, they'll be asking for season ticket money, and I'm sure there'll be some rumours of some big signings and this, that, and the other. But until they address the fundamental problems, it's going to be the same thing year in year out, mate. And, and and I think that's I think that's our our key. You know what I mean? That that why this focus on this six month thing. You know what I mean? I think if they if if this wasn't mentioned and Mick McCarthy's name was mentioned as as, as the next manager and not used as um, yes, people might say they they want someone younger. They might want you know what I mean? But they, but they would back the next manager. But how can you how can you back a manager who's only got who's only who's only going to be given six months? What's because do you want him to do well? Because you know he's not going to be there, or you don't really want him to be there because you want someone else, or well then you don't want him to do badly. Because if he does badly, there's an opportunity that football club and our football club could end up in League One. You know what I mean? So it's a you can't be between a rock and a hard place straight away. And I think it's it's so unfair to uh, to put pressure on somebody who doesn't know the players to ask them to work with players who they've never worked with before and get a tune out of them in the next six months, four or five months. If you're a player who knows the manager's going in the summer, are you going to run through a brick wall for him? Um, it also depends on um, your own your own contract situation as well, though. Yeah. If because your if you're if you're out next yep. if you're if you're you if, if you're out of contract in the summer, you know what I mean. There's all permutations and there's all there's all things that that, that players now talk about. Someone could have signed a pre-contract agreement to sign for somebody else, and and it becomes a a big mess. Uh, I just think. I, I, well, I don't want it to be a laughing stock. I'll be honest. That's that's one thing that I don't want it to start and become. Yeah, it's interesting. That, like, obviously, it's not official yet, but it's by all accounts, it seems to be uh, where it's going. Um, a couple of comments I want to address from the chat, just very quickly. Um, Gavin said something about Solskjaer. Uh, I think in relation to Mick McCarthy being better, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is top of the Premier League. Um, 
Lee Tomlin, uh, Donna said about Lee Tomlin reckoned that um, they weren't told uh, that Harris was sacked until it was released by the press yesterday. So um, I talked to you about this yesterday and I talked to Kev last night on the, the Super Kev and Scripted show. And like Kev said, basically, that's how the players always used to find out was Sky Sports News. Um, so I asked you the same question last night. But also you pointed out to me last night, uh, yesterday morning when I sent you a screenshot of Tomlin's tweet was the players were on a day off yesterday because they played the night before. Mm -hmm. So what were the, you know, was Mehmet Dalman or Kenneth Cho going to phone all the players individually to say, oh, we mm -hmm. sacked Neil Harris? Of course yeah. not. So when they go to training this morning, yeah. that's when they would have been, had a meeting or they would have been told. Um, we also so don't know, Sai, how the manager lost his job. You know what I mean? So was the manager called yeah, in from meeting? Was he, was, he, was, he, was he sacked over the phone? Was he, was he told over the phone? Because if he's told over the phone, then the players aren't going to find out at all because, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, with everything going on, they're not going to probably risk having a face-to-face -face meeting when they can do their things over the phone. Um, it depends how they how the, how the, how the work as a, as, as a group. And, you know, that's, it's, the, it's the way of the world. You know what I mean? Sky Sports, Sky Sports find out about things probably the minute things land. Uh, because yeah. there's obviously leaks here and there and, and, and reporters and things. It's people's, released, you have to remember, it's people's jobs. You know what I mean? Cardiff City have a, have a media department and their media department's job is to put out the media straight away as, as, it, as, it, as it lands. And their job is to get out there that, that Neil lost his job. And You know what I mean? The players will have heard about it uh, wherever they were, if they were at home, if they were, you know what I mean? If they were, if they were driving back, if they were in for training for, or a game or whatever, or they were coming back from treatment or the... You know what I mean? It's 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 not it's not a nice feeling to to find out of somebody else, but it's it's probably a, the normal thing. And if it hasn't happened to you before, then you know what I mean. It'll be it'll be normal next time it happens, I guess. Yeah, it's an interesting one, mate. Um, on the Tomlin tweet, uh, I got to say I didn't like that. Um, I thought it was a bit unprofessional. Uh, I thought it made the club look bad. I thought there was no need for that tweet. Um, and I'm I don't like to to criticise Lee Tomlin because I'm a massive fan of him um, I just didn't see the point in it really like if he if he was genuinely that shocked that they were finding out via the news or whatever then speak to the club innit like you don't need to make more negativity around the football club when it's already clear that everyone thinks the club's a joke as it is I don't know it's yeah, a yeah. difficult one innit put the time in trying to, yeah Maybe poor timing. To draw attention to it, though. Yeah, right poor, listen, poor, poor timing. You know what I mean? Uh, listen, you, you don't know the kind of relationship players have with managers. You don't know if um, yes. if it's if it's a little dig at, at a manager that you know. What I mean, I wasn't told, and you know what I mean. He hasn't told me or whatever. Or the man, you know what I mean? Because if the manager's got a good relationship with the players, the manager would ring the players straight away just to let them know out of courtesy um, that he lost his job. You know, sometimes that, that that's that's common courtesy if you've got a really good relationship with them. And, um, sometimes a, a tweet from a player, um, you know what I mean. I, and listen, I, I I I I think the world of of Lee as a as a person as a, as a player. Um, but yeah, it, it's yeah. Just time 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 timings yeah. Timings not not correct. Um, another couple of comments I'd like to discuss. Uh, Reese David Owen says, "Look at the successful clubs uh, in the championship in the past five years. They have all hired young managers who play expansive football." We've hired dinosaurs who play hoofball. Um, it worked with Warnock, but realistically, it's not going to work again, really. That type of manager in football, generally, 
doesn't work in 2021. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I the think the game's moved on, mate, haven't it? Like yeah, well, the, the the games the games evolved. You know what I mean? You you, you look at you look at Norwich City, look at Swansea City, look at Bournemouth. Do they play that kind of kind of play? And look where they are in the league. They they play a, a counter-attacking football with pace, effectiveness. You know what I mean? Play for, play out from the back at times. They mix the game up. You can't be one-dimensional. You've got to have a plan A and plan B. And um, and certain clubs this season, including Cardiff City, haven't had that plan and. And unfortunately, it's come back to bite them on the backside a little bit. And you know what I mean. I said earlier on about um, about not having any regrets and and things. And and I wonder, I wonder if Neil does have any regrets that he's lost his job. About would he have done if he could turn the clock back? Would he do things differently? Would he have had two centre forwards playing? Would he have attacked games differently? You know what I mean? Because if you're going to lose your job anyway, then you might as well go down go down fighting, I guess. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Gareth Sutton says. Um... I'd understand a six-month contract if we were bottom three and looking at a manager with relevant experience just to keep us up. But surely any decent manager could keep us up given the current league standing, the ability of the squad and uh, the use of the remainder of the season to get uh, get to know the players, experiment. And at some point, we need to stop consolidating and look towards the future. You said earlier, when when does player, when does a player or players take responsibility? For their actions and for the performance, if Not Cardiff City, if Cardiff City get relegated this year, whose fault is it? <laughs> players, yeah. players, players' fault. You know what I mean? They've got to take responsibility. Oh, you know what well, I mean? You can't, uh, you can't hide behind. You can't hide behind a manager. You can't be hide no. behind somebody. They can't hide behind COVID. We can't hide behind things. Players have to take responsibility. I've been relegated before. It's not a nice feeling. You take it on the chin. You make sure that you get your football club up the next year and you feel guilty and you feel horrible about it in the summer. Likewise, if you don't get promoted and you, and you get beaten in the playoff semi-final like we did for Cardiff City and I've, and I've, and I've, and I've done it with time in Middlesbrough. You know what I mean? You take the plaudits when you get promoted. You take the, 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 the praise when, it, when it's due. But you've also got to take the knocks when, when you're not playing well and you're underachieving and the league table tells, us, tells a different story than what you're, what you're telling it to be. You know what I mean? For me, you've got to, got to take responsibility sometimes down the line. Yeah, I agree. The players have got to take responsibility. However, uh, me personally, I'm holding the board fully uh, at fault because they've made terrible decision after terrible decision since Marky Mackay left, excluding uh, Neil Warnock. Just, that's, that's, not my, that's not even an opinion. That's a fact. Like, they they have made mistake after mistake after mistake. Um, okay, last couple of comments. Matthew says I want my players to run. I I want my players and expect my players to run through a brick wall for for me and the team. Whether I was there for six months or six years, players' mentality this year this these days is so different. Isn't um, that isn't that a standard thing though? Yeah, I've never I never ever said I was any good at football. But one thing I did every time I run on that pitch. I would just run around like a like a headless chicken sometimes, and people people just people say that because when you when you when when you use that as a um, as a tool, then you've got nothing to lose because I, I look at I look at players in the Championship, Premier League, Cardiff City. I wish I was half as good as some of those footballers technically. You know what I mean? And and and, and some of the things they can do with the ball and without the ball and think Jesus. But you know, I mean, one thing I one thing I did when I put a, when I put a red shirt on, blue shirt on, whatever colour shirt I put on. For every team I played for, is I ran around. Yeah, yes, absolutely right, mate. Uh, Ian Curtis says uh, Tomlin probably glad he's gone. Uh, hardly played 
Um, he hardly played him when he could have played him. Yeah, and I think that's a probably maybe he was having a dig at Neil Harris, and it came across slightly, maybe not how he intended. <laughs> it came um, across like he was supporting him. But yes, it did. Yeah. Uh, Garen Cole says, "Are the board even interested?" Sigh. Uh, Tan hasn't been seen down the city for years. Mehmet Dalman tried to buy into Charlton. I rest my case. Listen, the football club uh, is a strong part of the community. We 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 love it. it listen, this show as 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 a big part to playing Cardiff City. You know, we talk about it all the time. And and if it wasn't for the ups and the downs. Football shows like this would be boring, right? You know what I mean. Yeah, that, yeah. that this is what make it. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's a matter of opinions uh, that that things aren't going great at the minute. Someone's lost a job. Uh, now, now we're trying to pick out the 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 bones of whose fault it is. Um, players, managers, left chairman, owners, um, CEOs, whatever. Um, the board, fans. You know what I mean? Everyone's got a different opinion on whose fault it is. You know that. that and when I mean fans, by the way, I mean lack of. Um, you know what I mean? Because. Yeah, you know, what I mean, I I can't make excuses for. Um, I, I I could never imagine what it's like to play in front of zero fans on a competitive game week in week out. But it's the same for everybody. So I don't. We can't make excuses for that. You know, what I mean? when I see when I see some comments over the over the last twenty four hours to say, well, you know, what I mean, that Cardiff City rely on the supporters. Yeah, of course they do. We all, but but every footballer relies on supporters to get them through games because when you're tired, last 15, 20 minutes. You rely on the thirteenth, the twelfth man to get you through. You know what I mean? A little bit of adrenaline, and yeah. when that's not there, what do you? Yeah. So I get that. I, I totally understand that. But then that goes for Accrington Stanley players. That goes for Swindon Town players. That goes for Man United players. It goes for everybody. So everyone's in the same boat, and you don't see. You know what I mean? Liverpool are having a bad time at the minute, but you can't you can't make it as an excuse. They haven't scored a goal in twenty twenty one, mate. Um, Kelly says get. Uh, Dalman back on the show we are trying to do that that's not going to happen until the season's over for definite no. if it happens at all obviously that was a difficult one for us to pull off but I am trying to is that is that true is that true is he is he is is, is, is it just come out I'm trying to see if he's uh, if he's been announced uh, looks like I'm going to it now yes it is yeah just for for the remainder of the season Oh, see, what's the point? <laughs> Do you know what, right? You haven't swore all. You haven't swore all, Sean. You're going to finish, finish off. <laughs> oh. I pride myself, mate, on the fact that I don't swear on our shows. Mm. Like, I try very hard, even mm. when I get a bit wilder. Because um, mm. I do, so I swear a lot. I'm Welsh, just... just Kind of comes mm. with do you know? Do you know what annoys me? Sorry, a big, the bigger picture annoys me. Upsets me. Upsets me. These disappointments being made. An appointment doesn't doesn't happen over twenty four hours. By the way, this is talked about yeah. for a, a good few days, if not longer. So this appointment's been spoke about for a long, long time. So this has been done behind the manager's back, and has been premeditated, and has been waiting for him to lose. Obviously, midweek and. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. It's the length of the contract. with just me. If Mick turns things around, great. But then he's got especially to say when, uh, following yeah. Especially when Paul Cook wanted a two-year deal to build something, and they've told him no. Like that infuriates me because he is. He's got the same credentials, but with some extra bonuses, in terms of he plays more attacking football and he's less abrasive and various other things. So he still ticks the boxes that the club wants. In terms of penny pinching, hmm. but 
I died. I'm really it's infuriated me, mate. It's um, and like I just feel utterly demoralized by it all now. I just honestly, I like when they sacked Neil Harris. I was like, right, get a good young manager in, and let's build for next season. And literally less than twenty four hours later, I'm just like. One what, what, one thing about it, journalists know what they're doing and know what they're talking about. So whenever they hear a story, they run with it and they run with it properly. So, I, 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 listen, I, I've just read a few comments, read uh, Reese's, Reese David Evans' comments. You know, he's our manager now. We Listen, same as when Neil, Neil got the job. You know what I mean? That, that he's got a job to do. You know what I mean? I, I'll, I'll, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the contract length. That's, that's one thing what, what I'm annoyed with. But I'll back him and, and hopefully he can turn things around from... Well, I think I don't think they played on the twenty seventh. There you go. Donat says. He well, no, well, well, if we get to the playoffs. Well, no, because if his contract runs out on the last game of the season, he's not allowed. Do you know what though? If we stay up, or if he has like a good end to the season, he will get. He'll keep the job. Like that's basically what it is, isn't it? It's like yeah, it's, listen, the ship. If he, the ship if he shouldn't need steadying. If he if he finishes just outside the playoffs, he's going to get the job. Yeah, but right, I'm going to finish on this, mate. Okay. Um, the only reason uh, that we're fifteenth in the league, the ship does not need steadying. We don't need someone for six months to steady the ship. We need someone to come in, build for the future, and actually show a bit of ambition, and. Do something with the football club, which is just waiting. It's a sleeping giant. It's been said for years. Everybody knows it. It's just waiting for the right manager to come and build something the way that Malky Mackay did, the way that Dave Jones did, the way that others did previous to that. It is embarrassing that we've just handed a six-month current contract to Mick McCarthy. But decisions made, I will support him and get behind him and that's what it is but yeah. I'm not happy um, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not angry with Mick McCarthy by the way I'm angry with Cardiff City and the board and the football club as a whole because I just think it's an absolute shambles guys thank you very much for joining us uh, yeah really, guys. really appreciate it um, I know I've had a bit of a rant and stuff but we've uh, gone way over time today um Thanks to everyone for all the comments and questions. Uh, in answer to your question, Cade, uh, is there any high hints for Monday's guest? Yes. Uh, yes, we've got um, Charlie Barnes coming on. Charlie is a Carlisle United footballer currently, um, central defender. So it will be good to get a... He's a, a, a young player. Um, so it'll be good to get a, an insight from another current footballer and someone who is um, looking to grow his career and uh, and make it big because he's got plenty of potential and comes highly recommended from um, uh, from David Holdsworth, their, their um, director of football. Excellent. That's going to be a really interesting show. I'll be looking forward to that. Um, guys, I'm going to clip the, probably the last 30, 40 minutes of the show and put it out in the morning. Uh, just try and spread the word about the show. So if you do see that, if you could give it a, a share and uh, help us try and grow and you know, we want to find new viewers, new listeners, etc. Of course, um, and if you want something to take your mind off the shambles that is 
Cardiff City and Neil Harris and Mick McCarthy, then I highly recommend Super Kevin Scripted from last night. It was a great fun. Lots of, uh, lots of laughs, lots of uh, fun. We named our top ten rock and roll songs of all time, among other things. Um, but as ever, subscribe, youtube.com slash acepodcastnation. Huge thank you to Black Diamond Sports for all their support. And of course, guys, please, please, please check out Bespoke Financial. Give them a call and see if there's anything which uh, they can do to help you and tell them that we sent you. Uh, I'm going to play the ad now as we go into the credits. Thank you, everyone, for your comments, your questions. Even if we don't all agree, what we can all agree with is that we, uh, we've all got Cardiff City's best, best interests at heart. And most of all, look after each other because uh, no one else is going to do it for you. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if Mummy or Daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Network.